From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. All right, welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. You have today... Eric Wakeling, that is me. We also have the esteemed and honorable Matt Doan, as usual. Wow. Esteemed and honorable. Yeah, both. You get both today. Thank you. Uh-huh. But we also have another guest with us that Ooh. they probably already know by reading like the topic or something like that. You ever notice that when you listen to a podcast and they like try to surprise guests? They're like, oh, well, like let's do a slow reveal for our surprise guest. And you're like, dude, the topic of this episode was Tim Nellis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's our surprise guest. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Mr. Tim Nellis, Timothy J. Nellis. I just learned uh, the topic of the podcast. I didn't even know why it was asked in here. Yeah, I don't but, either. Yeah. Why are you wander, here? Wander, wandered in. Seriously, it's just looking for some friends. <laughs> but I want to say before we get started Ooh, that, yeah, like that the I, I listened to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. and a lot of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. So I consider myself somewhat of an aficionado on these things. An audiophile. Okay. An audiophile. I like and that word. Oh, really? I would like to say <laughs> that, Eric, you do an amazing podcast. Whoa. And I, like- I don't throw that around lightly. <laughs> <laughs> He's just saying, Eric, so so just Eric, you have an amazing well, podcast. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. The banter that goes on is oh, phenomenal. between Matt and I, because Matt was getting a little hurt face going no, on. But, I, I mean, no. But Eric, from the beginning. You're the host. <laughs> you're yes, the yes, host. Yes, 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 yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah there, there's a hierarchy here. Eric, you're the host. I am the co-host. Foyable. <laughs> or what do you... <laughs> oh, boy. Foible. Foible? This is going to be one of the things we discussed today, probably. It's going to be Matt's use of words. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, it's appropriate that you look at Eric and address Eric and not mention my name at all when saying how good this podcast is. <laughs> that is not true. But it is true. We do have some good banter. Yes. Yeah. I've actually heard the, the pretty much the main commentary I've gotten is not like, wow, that content really helped me or I learned a ton or... I'm really inspired. Like, it's more like, oh, I like the banter. And some people like to fast forward past the serious part to where, you know, when we say like, okay, okay, let's stop being serious. Let's get into the nonsense. Right. I think they'll, they'll like, you know, plus 15 seconds, like a million times until they get to that part. (laughs) It feels like the whole thing's nonsense. I don't know where you choose to stop. I guess that's just kind of viewer discretion. You can start dividing (laughs) it up into chapters, right? Chapter two through four is always nonsense. Yeah. So you can start to track. That's true. Track what people are listening to. There's like a middle core that has some decent content. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Above average. Above average. average. Okay, so I was thinking about something. Um, we were making fun of Josh Wathen last week, okay, in our service planning meeting. And because in this worship chapel, um, he he was leading worship for, for our staff, and he did this, like, weird exhale or something. Like, it was this weird, like... <sighs> before he prayed or <laughs> That's said right. something. Yeah. And so we were making... It kind of came out weird, right? It came yeah, out but... re- really weird, and it was really fun to make fun of him about it. But then he just turned it on me yeah and he said that i do something that is like oh mighty god every time you pray <laughs> every time I and my son my my 12 year old son capitalizes on it every single week what does he what does he do he's like eric why does eric always <sighs> take this deep breath and let it out right when he prays yeah and is, it so like that? We, is it like that yeah it's kind of like, i have oh, never i'm being god, honest i've never noticed you. that I've never noticed it before. We all have our things. We all have our things. 
And we don't uh -oh. usually know what our things are. <laughs> Dylan just saw where the topics were going. <laughs> Wait, where's this going? No, but yeah, that I that got me because I don't think I realized I was doing this like big exhale thing. So I got to stop myself from doing it. Sure. I probably did it this Sunday. I probably forgot again because I did it again. Probably. Would you say though, probably for you, it's like a little bit of a um, a pause, like we're about to enter into speaking to God, like maybe even just in the back of your head or something. I mean, I, if you didn't know you were doing it, but yeah, I wonder yeah, if there's I bet something that's like... what it is for me. Yeah, for me, it's a good thing and is like kind of hmm. breathing out, and it's just like okay, <sighs> talking to God. But on a microphone, it's rough <laughs> <laughs> for everyone listening. <laughs> everyone listening, slightly confused. <laughs> So yeah, so it was fun making fun of Josh Wathen about his thing, but then it got me. It, it flipped back on you. And we enjoy that. Now, I thought about talking about something from yesterday's sermon. Uh-oh. <laughs> Too soon? Too soon? It was an amazing and excellent sermon, by oh. the way, Tim Nellis. So if you don't know, we were... It's awesome. We're, yeah, we're recording this, this episode uh, the day after Tim spoke on Palm Sunday. Yes. And it was great, just like the sense of the depth of taking us from the Passover story yeah. into Palm Sunday, into Easter week, and into the, the crowds and the inner crowd and the outer crowd kind of concept. We were all over the place. We were up in modern day Greece on a mountain. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were back in <laughs> Egypt and then, yeah, into Jerusalem. It yeah. was a lot of dots and some connections. Yeah. yeah. And it's always, it's always fun for sermon prep. I don't think most people realize the gift of sermon prep that pastors get but but when you immerse yourself in a subject you all of a sudden are making connections that you had never seen before yeah and uh so it's really fun to carry people on that journey with you totally yeah but before we talk about serious stuff though, okay yeah um <laughs> I, I thought did I tim have a did tim have a quirk in I, his never, delivery? I have never heard tim talk as slowly as he did yesterday in my oh, life interesting he was the most deliberate with his words huh. I have ever heard. I'm looking at Matt saying that. But yeah, I don't know. Did you? Because I'm, I'm known as a very slow I, talker. I want to know if this was on purpose because I kind of was thinking it was an, an intentional thing, but I heard you just say interesting, so maybe not. But it was. <laughs> 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 well, well, you <laughs> well, well, no, I got, I got a couple comments. Okay. Like the other comment that I, that oh, I spoke gonna... incredibly quietly. And quietly, yes. Multiple times. Yes, you did speak very quick, very yeah, quietly. Yeah, I heard that from some of our more seasoned listeners. Oh, <laughs> more seasoned, time. more harder, older of hearing. Yeah, slightly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I didn't notice that. Interesting. This is just like, we sometimes like Matt and I do like a little like shop talk, kind of like preaching shop talk yeah. in here, you know? And it's you draw like them in with behind, the quiet voice. Behind the scenes. Okay, yeah. So were, were you, tell me what was going on inside because it felt unique for you. Huh. Well, I think it was interesting because when you first start speaking, a lot of times when you're on stage, you don't see anyone. Yeah. You're just like, yes. you know, you're deer in the headlights, right. get through my notes, get through my message. Yeah. But when you've been around for a while, you start to pick up on what's happening in the mm -hmm. crowd. Yeah. You see faces, you see reactions, you see. I think, stop you right there. I think most people don't realize that. I didn't realize that ever listening. That the speaker could see me, right? I know. Like you if think you yawned you're in a or something. Or, yeah. 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 Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So you start to pick out like individuals and sometimes that's, that's not so good, right? You see the nodding heads, right? You yeah, know, like yeah. bobbing for apples, people falling asleep. Yes. You see, oh. you see like the confused, like, I don't agree uh -huh. with that at yeah. all looks. Right. 
And then you see other people like drawn in, right? And the yeah. heads like shaking, yes. The and, super affirming people that are uh -huh. always like giving you lots of positive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always find two or two or three, three of those right at the beginning and I repeat, when, repeat, repeat. Yeah, repeat. when everything goes wrong, you just look at them. Yeah. <laughs> so like James Shook, front row this week. Oh, great, James great Shook. affirmation. He's been happening. very affirming up there in the front row. James yeah. Shooks, I hope you're listening to this. James Shook, yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe that was it because I, I was I was sensing um, a lot of uh, there's there's a, there's some connection that was happening yeah. like while I was talking I saw some mm -hmm. some maybe like like I said dots being connected but then I saw some introspection happening yeah and it yeah. made me introspect simultaneously mm -hmm. so a lot of times what I'm reading in the crowd the mirror, and then the, yeah. I mirror inside of me and yeah. then I'm listening to my own words as if I'm like yeah. not even speaking them, I'm hearing them and applying them. So I think that's one of the reasons why I sometimes get emotional. It's because I'm hearing what I'm saying, mm -hmm. but I'm applying it to myself simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, whoa, there's there's some gravity to yeah. Yeah. to this idea. I think it's, yeah, it's this. a sense in the best ways that you're very present with what you're saying, right? Yeah. 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 No, totally. I think that's actually, that's a really good way to describe it, I think. I think too, because you were like making these... Um, Sort of like you had to really think about the way to remember the connection from the beginning of it to like get yeah. it all the way to the end. If you had to set it real fast, it might have just been like, wait, what? You yeah. know, kind of mm -hmm. a thing. Because it's like you're leading, you're leading building people. blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're leading them along this path. I, right. I wonder too. I'm not an apologist for your speed or lack of speed. No, no. And I'm not <laughs> saying but, it's uh, good or bad. But I, I, I wonder if um, <laughs> you were also very targeted yesterday to the skeptic or the non-believer. And you were speaking to that person. Maybe today is the day. Maybe this is just making sense right now. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that was even causing you to let them kind of have a breathing moment. To, Does this make sense to me? Right. So you're inviting that person to believe. Yeah. There's this sense when I when I was going through my information, I had way more information. Yeah. I, I like yeah. like if someone were to sit at a round table, we could talk for two and a half hours about. Yeah. everything that we yeah. learned and talked about. And it would be interesting the whole time. Yeah. So you're trying to pare it back. Interesting to us. <laughs> yeah, to like four of us. And then, uh, so you pare it back and then you're like, well, <clears throat> if there's one thing I want people to walk away with, like here's what it is. Mm -hmm. And so I think I just pared back a lot of it to try to create this simple, deep understanding of what actually Palm Sunday is. Mm. Yeah. And so when you do that, you can maybe take your time a little more yeah and you try to let your you know mm -hmm. your example or your point kind of sit yeah that's cool and sink in and then go back to it yeah that's cool i like that yeah i thought it was good i thought it was a good i thought it was actually an amazing sermon and i thought the slow the, <laughs> the slowness slow. and the quietness was good too but i was just like what's he doing i did i did i, I did see the, the my timer going down 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 I'm like speed <laughs> yeah, it up tim <laughs> listeners if you don't know so there is if you're ever in the worship center in, in the um present there you can look back there is a countdown clock yeah that you can they see might there. not be able to see it though because you can't see it from an angle. It oh, only really? shows up from straight on. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. they have to be right in front of it. Right. So it definitely is something that we see when we're we preaching. See it. Right? Yeah. Yes. It changes so. color. When it hits zero, it changes <laughs> to, to red. red. <laughs> and you're like, oh no. <laughs> it starts counting upwards of how many minutes over you've gone. And we, just so everyone knows, we also aren't like saying it has to be we're perfect, not slaves perfect. To it. Yeah. yeah. But it's helpful to not just blow out your time like right? yeah. you know <laughs> on your first two stories and then yeah, like, oh. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> now i also think um and i want to make sure we make fun of don a little bit too but um i don't have i don't have anything other than my typical content probably but like <laughs> top three <laughs> 
Don't worry, it's rich enough. <laughs> but um, I think you let some people off a little easy yesterday on something. Oh. Yeah, you know what? I want, I want to know. I don't think Lent ends yesterday. Yeah, Lent ends on Palm Sunday. No, I don't think so. Yes, it does. I literally Googled it while you were speaking because I was like, what? And it said it doesn't end until like Good Friday. Is this a con- contraction? Oh, that's Correction. interesting. Correction, retraction. <laughs> I did a lot of research before Lent <laughs> okay. and did a whole talk on it. And according to my research, it ends on Palm Sunday. So here's the thing. Lent wasn't around in Jesus's day, obviously. And so it's something that was developed by the early church. And I think there possibly could be different traditions of how people celebrate it. Some people, that's true. Some people actually skip uh, the Sundays. So they don't count the Sundays as yes. part of the 40 days. Right. right. So well, that might make up some of this. Is oh, that everybody? Okay. I think the days oh, in between. Well, that I think, because did you just count 40 from Ash Wednesday? Oh, I didn't count. I read, oh, read, oh, read, read oh, like oh, a paper read it. on it. Oh, okay. 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 Because I just like, I mean, all I did was like do this. When does Lent end? And it says, oh, it just says Thursday, April 14th. Wikipedia. This year. Your source of knowledge. Yeah. My, yeah, little, yeah, my yeah. little devotion. My, <laughs> my little devotional says, yeah, we're on day what 34 today. 35. 35 but huh. anyway i just uh i was just curious because like wait what i never heard that before and then i was like i think some people are stoked like they started like <laughs> you know i totally some ruined people some people's like plans like yeah. like they, they I actually can eat chocolate cheating. today yeah. i can go on instagram <laughs> so basically their lamp meant nothing because uh i okay. caused them to, okay. to side, cheat on it side note on that been freed up by you. you've given <laughs> them free like side a side note do you yes. should you uh, you know jesus talks about you know fasting should be something that you keep quiet or don't, you know, proclaim how great of a prayer you are. But do you think you should tell people what you are fasting from for Lent? Or do you think that's something maybe for accountability or what? Or you should just like keep it quiet because you have the people on social media. I'm oh, fasting yeah. from social media. So I'll see you after Easter. Yeah. It always feels like a little bit. And no offense. Anyone's listening that's done this. But it feels like a little <laughs> bit of like a, a little humble brag. A little humble brag. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Humble brag. I like having like a group of people that you're doing it with that you then talk about it with, I okay. guess. Yeah. That feels different than telling, hey, guess what, guys? I'm not having red meat for the next 40 days or whatever. You know? But it, it is helpful, like, if you're in a group setting and yeah. they're serving something and you're like, oh, I'm not, you know, drinking soda for, sure. for Lent. Right, right. Or, a lot of people give up alcohol. A lot of people give up mm-hmm. social, yeah, candies, yeah. treats. Yeah, so there's, I used to answer my own question. I guess there is some profit to and I know, know some people announce social media fasts because they think that even people if care. it's wrong, they think people care or that people will be like, why didn't you respond to me? Oh, yeah. Why didn't you like my post? So you need to like kind of put it out there of, of, of why you're. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like I'm going to be on like I'm going to be on sabbatical this summer and I'm mm. going to be doing some form of like long social media break. I might Whoa. say. I Ooh, might let's, say let's, let's establish it. Yeah, let's right establish now. this right now. <laughs> what What are you thinking? I know. So I've thought about doing some form of thing that's only for the entire sabbatical three months. Only one, just write an etch a sketch one day a week. Just can, an etch a sketch drawing. Just every an sketch. <laughs> no, but no social media except for one day a week. I can check it because. I want to do some things with like promoting some stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. this sounds like a joy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that would be yeah. great. Yeah, like, and then it's just like, oh, okay, for this like little, and it, it might even be like a two-hour period once a week, like mm-hmm. okay, or something like that within that window once a week is the only time I can check social media. So, is that an assignment when you uh when you put out a book that you're supposed to put out a certain amount of posts? 
Okay, so yeah, so I, we've talked about like I'm I'm writing a book. It's coming out April 24th. It's I'm not writing a book. It's done. It's printed. <laughs> yeah, clap, 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 clap. Super exciting. That's amazing. awesome. Um, so yeah, April 24th it comes out. Godjoybook.com, and uh, they can find out more. But you, yeah, that, that website's live, huh? Yeah, that website's live. Uh, we, you cannot do anything of like purchasing yet on that website. It won't be available for purchase until April 24th. Okay. Um, but we'll be selling it at church on Sunday for like cheaper in person too. Um, so then, uh, and by the way, I'm not getting any money for this book at all. Zero dollars go towards me. All proceeds go towards refugees in Europe. So, really? Let's go. Yeah. That's I cool. like that. That's great. <laughs> yes. Um, so then, uh, so that's also why I also feel like more comfortable talking <laughs> yeah, about right. it too, uh, for me. And, um, anyway, like, yeah, it's, and, and this is self-publishing, so it's not like an assignment from anyone other than like ourselves. Okay. But but if you are in that publishing world, yes, you because you you write a book because you want people to read it, you know. And so yeah, yeah, you need to, and people won't read it unless you talk about it. And it's just like you got to talk about it kind of a lot. And if you see, like they even talk about like your social posts. Like most of the time, people are missing like either I don't know like half the stuff that you post. Probably mm -hmm. they're not even seeing it at all. So especially stories, but anyway, I don't know. I, I don't even like posts. Like, it's funny. Like sometimes I'll be, if I have too many things, I'll like scroll for a while and then I'll just like get bored and like yeah. cl close it. Yeah. And then it's like, whatever I didn't look at is like sort of almost like gone forever. Yeah. That, yeah, that's that's, true. that brings <laughs> yeah. up another, it's an interesting interpersonal, I guess, dilemma in our, our world now. But yeah. How much should you be expected to know of your community's news. Oh, I know. Right? Oh, yeah. Like uh, someone has a baby. Should, should you automatically know that? Should it be something that, are you embarrassed to ask the name of the child because it was posted or right. that's just one example, right? But, right, right. Yeah, I went, I went dark on, on Facebook uh, two years ago. Yeah. And it has been, I think, really so beneficial in some ways. Like I'm just like, I have way more time. I'm not getting caught up in a lot of the hoopla. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I am missing out on the life of people that I'm not, especially if they're out of sight. Because for me, my 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 default is out of sight, out of mind, and for better or for worse. And um, so I think that's one thing Facebook has done for me. And I see you do it too, because you're wishing people happy birthday. You're connecting. You're he's talking. talking to Don. He's talking to Don. Talking to Matt Don. We've talked about this even on the pod before that Don's good about this. Yeah, he's I'm great not, about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that is like this, you know, like you, you should be connected. But at the same time, like they talk about how many people that you're supposed to be able to have a meaningful relationship with yeah. in your life at one time. Yeah. And the number's right around 200 max. Mm. And so... That's like hard if you're a pastor at a big church for a long time, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, my goal was to remember all 200 high schoolers' names over a given year mm -hmm. when we were pastoring together back right. in the early days, and yeah. and so I don't know. It's 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 hard to figure out yeah, that yeah. answer. Yeah, what's the human capacity for knowledge, right? And mm -hmm. and relational knowledge. How much yeah. can we keep, and how much do we, are we expected to keep uh, for one another? Yeah, yeah that's. That's a great question. Yeah, I cut out, I cut out, I took Facebook off my phone in the middle of the lockdown because it was like, I was feeling, it's probably that summer of 2020 and I was sort of feeling the stress of all of that season and I felt like it was just getting so amplified, especially on Facebook. It was grosser on Facebook in some way to me. So I took it off my phone and I, so I only check it on my computer now, which makes it a little harder to, to do. And then I, I feel like I like it. I like just like, mm -hmm. oh, I'll check it here and there. I mostly check out like the, 
like triathlon groups and stuff that I'm part of. <laughs> and the, How much did you run today? I ran 500 yeah. and 300. Can you imagine Eric 15 years ago making that statement? I don't know. Nope. Not Never. at all. Not at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and Chelsea Football Club Facebook groups and stuff like that. So it's like Matt Dunn with his Oakland A's support group. <laughs> yes, okay. I, I am a member. We I'm a member a of that. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I'm yeah, sorry. I have a fellow Oakland A's baseball fan. I got pulled yes. in. In my two years living in the Bay Area, I became like lifelong fans. One of a great team, the Warriors, right? Yeah, yeah. Always love the Warriors. <laughs> Steph Curry, let's go. But yeah. I also got sucked into the Oakland A's, which are the worst baseball team ever. <laughs> I and I love them. <laughs> That's why I love them too. <laughs> and they're always the underdogs. They always have a zero payroll. Yep. Every single season, this is all of our yeah. five new pitchers. And yeah, remember when you were in the Bay Area, I drove up and we went to opening day together. So good. Yeah. You know, I actually looked up something today about the A's. Oh, no. I looked up. Because I listened to a, there was a, I listened to a podcast that Michael Lewis was on. Oh yeah, the uh, Moneyball guy. <laughs> exactly. And so then I was like, wait a minute, when was the last time the A's won a World Series? I think it was 1990. <laughs> <laughs> was little, I, I wish I had a cricket button. I don't have oh, a yeah. cricket button. We haven't done our... I need a cricket button. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. And so all, right. all I could hear was the so... sound of your heartbeat. <laughs> Just so quiet. We, we can play this game. We can play this game right here. Do you know who's had in the American League West the best record in the last ten years? Oh, I'm sure it was the A's. It was the A's. Yeah, I'm sure. Do you know who was last? Probably the Angels. Yes. Angels are mm. terrible. They're Poor terrible. Angels. The Angels have not been good for a long time. There's so many exciting players. I got to go watch the first game yes. of their three game losing series to the Astros. Um so no, they won yeah. one. They won one. I don't think so. Yeah, they won Sunday. Yeah. Oh, oh it was a four-game series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a four-game series. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. They lost the first three. Sad. But, uh, yeah, it was rough. Um, so, anyway, I went to opening night, though. That's great. It was, was it fun? Super fun. Yeah. Went to one of our avid listeners of the podcast. So, Curtis Yates, thanks oh, for cool. the invite. Oh, yes. That's cool. great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. We're uh, we've already meandered many many times over mm -hmm, here. Mm -hmm. But um, let's talk about but let's talk about the actual. We talked a little bit about the content of the sermon yesterday. Um, what for you, Tim, was kind of like the core that you liked that you were most excited to share? That kind of bit was it? Some of the well, well, I mean, there's a couple things I love watching people utilize their Bible knowledge that they had when they were kids and actually find out that it's profitable and mm -hmm. that is good to have Yeah, when they can start to make connections with how it intersects with God's greater story about Jesus and about how it affects us and how it's such a beautiful picture. So getting the whole Passover and the whole story where everyone was answering all these questions and then making that kind of like hyperlink right to, yeah. to Matthew 21 and that, that Jesus was God's chosen lamb. And that's just like what you never think about. Yeah. And I was never taught that even like growing up here that that Palm Sunday was about that. Palm Sunday for me growing up was always they cheered for him. What well, was also few, about that? It was probably. also about that. But yeah, yeah, they yeah, cheered yeah. for him. And then a few days later, they cheered for him. Yeah. One welcoming one for his death. Yeah. And that was like the what I remembered yeah. most about the the, totally. the juxtaposition of the two. So creating that understanding that is so so much deeper and beautiful and God is deeply involved in it mm. and that Jesus knew what he was walking into. Yeah. And I don't know, it's just, I, I like that. And then that whole phrase, that was new for me. So I'm, that new, um, 
that that study series that that's in your library. Yeah, it's called Yeshua by Arnold Fruchtenbaum. <laughs> it's awesome, <laughs> it's an amazing name. Yeah, Fruchtenbaum. <laughs> it's a four part book. It's a super thick book. <laughs> I mean, it's in one one. You know, we think of it so as one, one volume. Yeah, but it's like four parts, and it huh. is epic and i highly encourage people to own it it's like from a jewish perspective kind of Correct. the yeshua yeah yes yeah yeah so they had say yerushalayim, yerushalayim instead yerushalayim. of yerushalayim yeah all that stuff <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I don't pretend no hebrew it's all right and so uh yeah so i was reading that and that's where um they talked about the phrase blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord but then i just kept reading until i hit the 23rd on my own and then i saw that phrase again and how Jesus said, so that was a huge connection point for me for the first time. Yeah. See, understanding that until the leaders of mm-hmm. Israel, until the, the heart of, of Jerusalem, until, yeah. right, the, the, the priests and the, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees and Sadducees can say, Jesus, you are the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Until then, he won't come back. Hmm. And they won't see him again. So hmm. it brought some of the whole end times into perspective. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I That's liked it. Cool. Yeah, it's. I think it's really helpful stuff. And I like that bit about the that inner crowd and the outer crowd that you said of like it's for that inner when that inner crowd rejected hmm. him, and that we need that. Eventually, that inner crowd will say, "Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord." That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to get into, but I didn't have time, is talking about what the heart of a city is. And I really believe that the church, that the church at large is the heart of a mm. city, M- much more than the government buildings, because we consider them like the heart of the city, that they're right. the ones. But that's not what Jesus was talking about when he was looking at Jerusalem. He was talking about the temple. And I really believe that the church um, at large, and so Calvary mm. Church yeah. is part of the heart of Santa Ana. Yeah. We are part of the heart of the city. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. And and not obviously just Calvary, but all of the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. churches that proclaim Jesus as Messiah and how what can we, we can look at each other, not as people to compete against for, for sheep, but as part of that fabric of what establishes the heartbeat of a city. Yeah, so good. You know, what's interesting is I was I actually heard someone else talking about this today, like not in this way we're talking about, but talking about how the church is the heart of the city in some way, um, but a little bit differently than how you're thinking of it. It's just how how cities used to be built. Like me, even like when you think throughout Europe, it was like the big cathedrals, like at that the heart of the city, right? So the church is at the Literally center. in the middle. Yeah, yeah, and it would be like, you see it. Oh, okay, cool. Do you see the big steeple or the bell tower or whatever? Yeah, France. Like I'm in and, Paris, you like look up on the yes. hill and there's the... That famous chapel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The is that Sacre Coeur or whatever? I forget what that's. Um, I forget what that's called. But yeah, that kind of a thing. And then they said that was something different about New York City mm-hmm. was that it was a financial center. Whoa. Was the heart of the city. Whoa. And that it was this like thing of the new America of like what this place was going to be yeah. about. Hmm. And that's it's, fascinating. It's kind of almost like prophecy fulfilled, right? right. Of just placing commerce and placing um, financial stuff as the heart of what the city is about. Yeah, it's actually wow. interesting when you think about all the different cities in America that are prominent and you think about what that what represents that city, mm-hmm. I, I can't think of any where, where the, the church, church right. is the thing that you think of, right. like it's the motor city or it's the, you right. know, entertainment, entertainment. Hollywood, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Really interesting. 
Yeah, that's that that's is. a good challenge for us. Is mm-hmm. what what can we? How can we look at ourselves, both as individuals and as a family of God, mm-hmm. as the heartbeat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So it's like, and that's like, it's like, yeah, on us at some level. It's obviously it's through the power of the Spirit, but it's also like on us to say, okay, how can we be that kind of like influence? How can yeah. we be that kind of influence to be the heart of the city? Mm-hmm. And that's hard, you know. It's like not as it's super easy to say, but it's hard to like actually live out. Like, I know even just as a guilt on my own self, like I was like, remember I was like early on in my senior pastorate, I was like trying to be on this like Santa Ana task force and I was going to all these meetings. And then after a while, I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't have time for all these, these meetings. It yeah. just feels like a bunch of run around or whatever. And then I just kind of stopped going. And so like, it's hard. Cause like to be a part like that, have the church be the, the pulse and the heartbeat of the city is kind of. It's also a lot of mundane, like boring stuff to have to yeah, do. Yeah, you know? that. And in 2022, <laughs> the church is not always welcomed into the heart yes, of the city. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Well, I think that's interesting because I think a lot of times our our natural thought process is that position and in equals influence. Right. Right. And that if we're going to have influence, we need to be in, in places of position sure. in order to get the platform in order to have that and. It's really interesting. I was talking to one of our elders, Brandon Elrod, a few years back, and we were just talking about influence. And he's like, the most influential people at this church don't have to be standing behind the pulpit. Right. And it was like this, just this kind of like, you know, as you're young and you're you're working your way up in business or you're working your way up in school or in any, and including the church, right? You, you're thinking that those places of power is mm-hmm. how you gain influence. Mm-hmm. But maybe if we thought about that as the church, right? It's mm-hmm. not through power that we gain influence, but you gain influence in, in other ways. Mm-hmm. And right. you gain influence one-on-one and in groups of people and in relationship yeah. and in service and in kindness. And then all of a sudden you find yourself with more influence than the people that have power. Sure. And maybe it's part of God's upside down kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Another note on that too, with how Jesus looks at the city uh, is he does often in the gospels a, approach like, what do you, um, Corazon, what do you, Bethesda? <laughs> oh boy. It's another one. Okay. We finally got to the part where we're going to make fun of Matt about, uh, <laughs> but, but my, my, so wait, wait, I, wait, wait, let's, let's pause here for just a second. Half of me thinks that your mispronunciations are like that. Yeah. Are, isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. That are funny. on purpose. And the other part are you're just not confident enough, so you you foul it up on purpose so that you hide that you aren't sure. Oh, whoa, we got real. Okay, wow, yes. this is deep into my sight. Well, yeah, you know like me it. well. I do know you well for a long time. It probably is number two. Probably there's like a little bit of fear I have of how to say it, so I just slur it out. But then I also have I have, I have like a definite speech impediment. <laughs> That's what I talk about. Do you really? <laughs> well, I have definitely. I can't well, you've say got the keen of keens. Yeah, yeah I mean, the e's. Yeah. There's certain words in my head that just have a hard time coming. Like literally, have a hard time coming out. Huh. Right, because Corazin. So would Marie say "You're right" <laughs> is two of those words? <laughs> Ooh, wait, whoa, whoa. Th- those are hard. They, they they happen in your mind, oh, but they don't come out of your mouth. You can't say, you can't say, say "You're right." I'm so 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 sorry. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Bethsaida. Bethsaida. <laughs> Bethsaida. Bethsaida. See, I bet you Corazin. say it correct over and over again in in your, my head, in your head, in and head. and even in maybe your office talking with a few people. Yep. No, that's probably not true. Really? In my head, I can read it perfectly. Huh. 
I can hear it perfectly. Bethsaida. Bethsaida. <laughs> I was doing that with, anyway, with one of the phrases on Sunday for like but, five but times. Back to... Wait, uh, no, no, no. He said the Hebrew phrase. Like, I forget if it was like Baruch, Kabbab, yeah. Bashem. Oh, yeah, yeah, busted that yeah, yeah, that was like perfect. That was amazing. Dude. That I was, was like... like yeah, that was... <laughs> I'm a little nervous because I do a little part in the Seder this week where I have multiple <laughs> words in a row. We can go over them one more time. Yeah, I, yeah. I need, I need <laughs> For those that are still interested, too, if you're, if you're catching this before... We catch it before oh, okay. Thursday of. I thought uh, you meant still interested in this conversation. Oh, well, that as well. That's that's just a given. I would love to see the count at this point where it started versus where three, four. Uh, but uh, yeah, the seder's this week. If it's on Easter week, right? Thursday it's on night. Thursday night. That's right. Thursday night. Yeah, that's right. Thursday night. Okay, but you were trying to say something about yeah, yeah, what I was trying to say. I was saying Jesus Sida. looks at cities yes. and holds hmm. them accountable in yeah. some ways as people groups. And I think that's interesting because I've been at like a concert before and they're like, what's up, Los Angeles? And everyone's like kind of murmuring like, this is Santa Ana. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. we don't, don't identify with Los Angeles, but there is a sense that, yeah, culturally back then you were identified more with your city, yeah. your family, all that just had more to play in than it does now. Yep. Yep. But my point is maybe we could look at ourselves more of like, oh, we're the ambassadors to Santa Ana, to Tustin, yeah. mm-hmm. Garden Grove. Anaheim. And it's cool to think about kind of like what Tim, because Tim was talking, I think a little about this earlier of like being an influence without position, whatever. But like, is when you think about all these people that go to Calvary, let's say, and then all the people that go to the hundred churches that are probably in Santa mm-hmm. Ana, you know, and it's just like, if all of us are making positive, yeah, influential impact on people, let's that's, go. that's like influence. Yeah. And all our domains, right? Yeah. That's transformational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think about <laughs> like there's something I was uh, I forget I was just seeing something even on like Twitter or something but it was something like oh okay you might be going around this week telling people like inviting people to church um, but do people do you act like someone that should be inviting people to church or Ooh, something like that yeah the, the, you know to your neighbors the rest of the year or like are you just a, are you a jerk to people or online are you the person that's calling people out all the right. time or kind of spewing some sort of hateful correctness. Sure. <laughs> you know, you might, and then, but then are all like, come to my church on Sunday for to hear the good news. You know, right. and then it's like, yeah. but wait, you've been like a, you've been, been a bad neighbor. You've been, yeah, you've been angry a, a lot at everyone in your life. Like what's going on, bro? Yeah. Uh, like you want your personal trainer to be fit, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah, want yeah. them to tell yeah. you how to do things. If you look at them, you're like, oh, yeah. right. Oh, that's funny. And like, that's probably like also, that's just showing the same grace that you would hope to receive both mm-hmm. from right. the Lord and from others. Right. Like, yeah. so being that loving, kind, kindness, per, person filled with loving kindness. Yeah. And, and my pushback on that is none of us would ever be that, I think to the point where we'd be like, okay, I have nothing <laughs> hypocritical in me that would no, cause me not to no. pass something out. But I get the yeah. gist of what yeah. the yeah. comment is. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't yell at your neighbor the day before and then invite him to church the next exactly. day. You know, or, yeah, it wasn't yeah. Jesus' proclamations that made people believe him. It was what he did yeah. that made mm-hmm. him believe his proclamations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. And there's both, but mm-hmm. but it's that order, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So we've got, so that's like, so from Palm Sunday and then like even just this week thinking about this entire, like the flow of this, this week is a huge week for people. This podcast will come out on Wednesday, so uh, of of Holy Week, and I don't know when you're listening to this person out there, but um, but thinking through just the way you're kind of 
like preparing yourself and like leading yourself towards Sunday, I think is actually a really helpful thing. Yeah. In the same way that we would, we, we advocate for people practicing Lent, not in a way that says we all have to do it as some sort of religious ritual, but as a, Hey, this could be a helpful way to get you to good Friday and then to Easter with an understanding of, of, of sacrifice and suffering and that kind of a thing better than, without it. Right. Like, so if that's helpful, we think that can be a good thing. And so that's why we do like the Seder and that's why we do good Friday services and then leading us towards Sunday. Do you guys have any sort of things that you'd like to do or doesn't, you know, have done in the past that kind of guide you towards, um, you know, like a better practice of Easter week? Yeah, this, this, uh, Lent season, we've been going over Tim Keller's gospel and life devotion as a family. Ooh. So we, haven't, we haven't, hit, we haven't hit every night, but, um, it just comes as an email each day. Ah. So we'll gather together as a family and we'll read that. Uh, we were trying. So during, um, Advent season, which I have loved, loved, loved that we've really been emphasizing Advent more in the last few years. I grew up not even knowing what the word meant or mm-hmm. even understanding why that even applied to my life. So Advent's been really special. We've light a candle every night as a family, and then we'll read together, and then we'll try to sing a Christmas song, and then we'll blow it out. So for Lent, we were trying to do the same thing, like light a candle. We haven't really kept that up as much as the daylight savings has changed. It kind of just ruins the atmosphere a little bit. You're in an, you're in an interesting <laughs> phase because yeah. you've got like two got, teenagers now and two younger. Ranges. Yeah. So that with that range, because like that stuff was money that stuff was yeah. so good when my kids were little right and as they the older they get it's like dad uh yeah you know <laughs> so there, there's some compromising on both right so yeah, okay. sometimes we we'll have to go a little bit deeper and the two younger little kids will not be tracking and then sometimes we'll have to go a little bit simpler and then the two older kids just have to kind of endure it yeah we yeah. keep it pretty short i think That's probably if the average is like three four minutes oh, at yeah, the most for that time but it's just time each night okay we're preparing our hearts getting ready for Easter, yeah. which has been fun. We've also, I know you've done this before too, but we've watched the passion in mm. the past kind of just, oh, it's so. Yeah. Wait, did you watch it? Have you, you watched it with your kids? No, 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 no. I do take that back. I think probably our oldest, our oldest has watched it with oh, us, yeah, but, um, but yeah, yeah. That's been really special Plus though. Her heart she's, for that. Your oldest is like more mature than I am. Right. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and me as well. <laughs> I like answer to her when I see her. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah. anyway, yeah. Anything you guys have been doing? Or yeah. Have done one in thing the past? that we do, we do at Christmas, and we do in in this season is um, we we take the Jesus Storybook Bible. Mm-hmm. And about six years ago, it became my favorite Bible for like a season. <laughs> I'm all, oh my goodness, the the author here so encompasses the heart of God and the purpose of scripture and mm-hmm. really reveals it. So we read that, we, we, we read that every week going into it. Um, every good Friday, we read it as a family and it talks about how the sky looked bruised mm. and then the night Jesus died. And so it's so interesting. Mm. Every time there's a sunset it, throughout the entire year where it has that kind of dark colors with the, the dark, it's not like bright orange, it's like the bruising colors. Um, like uh, Levi always says, I wonder if this is what it looked like when Jesus died. Well, I've never and thought so about that. There's like this like deep connection that he's making mm. with nature in it. And it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And you should, like, if you don't have that um, Jesus storybook Bible for your kids, 
you should get it. If you don't have kids, you should get it. Yeah. If you're, I, know, I think adults should read. Like that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah. If you're old and alone, you should get it. <laughs> well, describe what it's, it is, just for like a, give like a thirty second, like what it actually is the Jesus story book Bible. Well, it goes through different uh, Bible stories, but at the end of each story, it talks about how it is a forete- is a foretelling of of what it's going to be like when the true rescuer comes. So it talks right. about David and how he rescued Israel from certain things and how he conquered giants, but there would be one that would come that would conquer the ultimate giant of mm-hmm. death or yeah. the ultimate rescuer. Mm-hmm. And it always points to Jesus and it's, it's beautiful. So good. Yeah. It's really good. I love it so much. Um, yeah. I like, we've done lots of different things over the years. I, I do think practicing Lent is one that I've um, that's been helpful for me. Um, I think, this year, I, I'll be just honest, I didn't do it and haven't really been doing a ton <laughs> intentionally. And I guess that's just some freedom for people. Like yeah. at times it's like, you've got some some good good years and some bad years. Totally. Um, I've also been doing a lot of in-depth study for my sermons on all of these events. But, um, but yeah, I think that somehow to some of the practicing, even some of the, like the Jewish remembrances of Shabbat, like every Friday, or most Fridays, I think for us is like, a, like I try to do it like the non-legalistic observance of some of the Jewish feasts and rituals um, can be like good reminders. And then, um, and like with the Passover Seder and stuff like that, even if you like, definitely, even not like, I'm not saying like even at the Calvary one, but just like having some sort of right. doing that in your own life, in your own yeah. home. Um, like even, and, uh, even us, cause we bought tickets to see this cello concert like months ago and we just got it on a date but i didn't realize it was good friday so we're gonna be in a hollywood bowl good friday but we're gonna look up a church up in la that has like a noon good friday service mm-hmm. and so we're gonna go up early as a family and still attend a good friday service yeah. and so i like you said there's a lot of grace yeah. and figuring stuff out as, as life comes at you mm-hmm. and you don't know what's coming and still yeah prioritize and and make this intentional yeah i've been to like an anglican good friday service before there's yeah. like a midday one Wait, yeah. With you. yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and uh it's pretty cool it's pretty it's unique and it's 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 kind of it's even good i think for you to go to something that's like a bit of a stretch outside of your normal uh church worship experience you know like i'm not saying go somewhere that's like gonna have some belief that's different than yours necessarily but like um but I think it's cool to like go to some other um, just style. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, a good friend of mine, he, he grew up uh, Greek Orthodox and he talks about how they do Easter mm. and it doesn't take place necessarily on the same because Greek Easter is celebrated on a different day. Yeah, yeah. And so it's happening the week after Easter this year, but it starts and uh, at midnight. And so, uh, and they have candles mm. and they walk around the church and they sing these songs and they huh. enter in. And he says it is so much more meaningful mm. about what is actually happening. And because uh, when I when I was doing study on for the Passover, yeah. um, that it took place at at midnight mm. um, when they were supposed to like do like the all the the process of remembrance. Which is super interesting. Like, is is a detail that I'd never yeah. I'd never seen when I was reading the whole story. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, they celebrate midnight. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking about uh, taking a little small crew. And <laughs> there's a there's a Greek Orthodox church up in Huntington Beach. I might go. And, <laughs> yeah, that's and just and just be a, you know and yeah. experience it. Yeah, you yeah. can walk around Samsic Chapel at midnight. Just. Candles yeah, yeah. And got, there might be some you've got a key might run into some people <laughs> <laughs> um it's really interesting it's like funny how like man 
like the Roman Catholic and yeah. Greek Orthodox, stop doing stuff at midnight, you guys. Like, this <laughs> no. just seems rough. No one sleeps. <laughs> I, I think you, the hope is, yeah, not no, to make anything kidding. legalistic. There's a ton of freedom. Yeah. But to have some intentionality, yep. I think we've all, remember as kids, like you're probably like 12, 13, you're like, doesn't feel like Christmas. Yeah. And I think that even can happen for us as followers of Christ around the Easter season. Like, yes. oh, wow, it's Easter Sunday. Like, yep. Here it is. And we haven't really thought through, prepared our hearts let that truth sink in. Yeah. Cause Easter does sneak up on you <laughs> differently than cause Christmas is so out like in the public, public sphere yeah. so much. Radio stations change their yeah. music playlist. And, yeah. Houses have lights on them everywhere. Right. You're like seeing you're buying presents. We're not like out. Oh, I got to make sure I get my Easter presents. Right. You know, <laughs> purchased <laughs> or whatever. Candies. Got like my about Easter it, right? bonnet. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I am a fan of those hard shell Cadbury chocolate eggs. Oh, have you seen? Have you had those? No, I don't. They're, I don't think they're so. like a pale. They're the pale colored ones. They look like those kind of robin egg kind yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah, like robin eggs. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, they're my weakness. All right. Like I can say no to all the other. I candies. think I actually know what you're talking about. Those are good. Yeah, yeah I think I know what you're talking about. You guys, uh, what about jelly beans? You you fans of jelly beans? Mm, I'm kind of eh about. I could eat jelly beans, but I don't really like, like jelly bellies them. or jelly beans. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of both. Whoa. Oh, you're jelly beans? Are you a jelly? You're a brand man? I might have some jelly bellies. Jelly bellies, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I have a jelly belly. <laughs> the, the popcorn of the jelly bellies, the worst. Oh, yeah. You ever get that like in a handful? I oh, hate the That's popcorns. the thing. I don't like trusting the handful of yeah. jelly no, no, bellies. No. It's like C's candy when you grab a C's candy and yes. it's like the raspberry. So you're a jelly, jelly bean fan. I love jelly beans. <laughs> How about black jelly beans? Yes. Oh, like yeah. licorice flavor ones? Yeah. Those are great. I like black licorice actually now. Yeah. It's like a sign of getting old. It totally is. <laughs> I'm totally okay with it some, too. Some Werther's originals. Yeah. You're just going to have some Werther's and some black licorice. That's perfect. Man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm excited for, I'm excited for Easter this year. Um, you know, I've been just thinking about the story a lot as I've been preparing for, for preaching mm-hmm. and, you know, we're, we're in the Matthew account this year for um, Good Friday and for Easter Sunday, Matthew 27 and 28. And it's it's just like I'm constantly astounded by the wildness of the story. Yes. Um, More wild than we remember. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Even just the beginning of Matthew 28, it's like, first of all, they're, the women are going up to, to this tomb that's in some agricultural garden of yes. some sort. And then there's a giant earthquake and so just, I'm just like imagining them. Right. And like, I'm going to be talking about this on Sunday. So sorry, you're getting a little preview, but like <laughs> just imagining them and they're all their disappointment, all their fear, all their, like everything they're thinking, like how just that shattered dream state they probably were in. Like this mm-hmm. guy was supposed to have yeah. all the answers, all the power. Think of the everything. worst, the worst breakup. In a sense, right, mm, that right. type of emotion, just despondent. Yeah, just completely dedicated their lives to this, th- what this guy was talking about and doing, and seeing all the stuff he did, crazy mm-hmm. miracles. And then it's just like he's dead. What? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're 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 just lost. And then also there's this giant earthquake. And then they're like, what is happening? Probably they're just like, why is this That's all- terrifying? Yeah. Uh, like I the know. last giant earthquake I was in was 1994, yeah. Northridge, <laughs> Northridge. Yeah, yeah that's right? true. Dude, I remember when that overpass like fell down and Ooh. seeing that, that like freaked me out. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Um, so yeah, a big yeah, earthquake so all is all shaking in, shaking in, in addition. Yeah, and there was an earthquake after like he died. At yeah. the yeah. moment he, he died, there's the an earthquake yeah. then too. So then just yeah. a couple days later, there's another earthquake. And then you're just kind of like, 
is the world ending? You know, yeah. I'm just kind of thinking through curtain what torn these, in two. It goes dark right. for People three popping hours. out of graves. I know. That's that one part. part we never talk about. <laughs> we, we, we totally should talk about it. That part is so crazy. It's nuts. That's nuts. And that, like, yeah, if you guys don't know, like at the point of the crucifixion, it does say that when the curtain's torn in two, there's an earthquake and people started coming out of graves like alive. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, who were these people and what were their stories? How long were they alive? Was it like a day? Was it I know. for the next 20 years? Had they had all these people died within the last three days? Or What about were, the people who had remarried? All they, of a sudden your spouse oh is my. back in the picture. You're, You're like, like, wait. wait woo, I should have. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like that. Have you guys seen? I, I only watched a couple episodes because it was kind of boring. But ultimately, <laughs> but the concept was good. But it was like this. It was almost like a lost kind of thing where they were on this plane. And this plane comes back from a faraway place. But they get back and five years have passed. Oh. And, and it's like as if these people had been missing for five years. Right. And so all their best like, moved on. The little kids, oh. like their bigger, their older brother, their younger brother's like older than them yeah. or their their spouse had moved on and all sorts Weird. of crazy stuff. Kind of like Castaway before well, yeah, the whole plane. That, yes. That, like whole, Castaway. that whole scene's crazy in Castaway That's yeah. like when he goes and so knocks on the sad. door. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that just makes me sad. <laughs> Way to bring us down. So, so yeah, but were those people coming out of the grave like that? And were they? Did they look like mummies or like zombies or something? I were know. they jacked up looking? What was this? I don't know, man. I got a lot of questions. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> you would think that there'd be some type of like after that sentence was written in the scripture. Now let me explain that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's there's more important things to get to. So that right. that's just a little side note. I want to get to the fact that Jesus appeared again. Yeah, I actually talk about. In my book. <laughs> oh boy. Oh God. That's it's already started. Okay, mark that as uh, number one. Shameless plug. Number, number one. one. In my book, God Joy, I actually. Dot no, com. But I talk about. Dot com. But I talk about I, what I want in heaven is like a DVR. Mm. Oh. Uh, but I don't know. Like, what I don't understand is how, if there's no crying or pain or like whatever, like, I don't know how that works with like a DVR of what happened on earth in the past. Yeah. Um, hmm. if there's like, so I don't know, maybe we like have a way of like understanding the fulfillment of all this, that we don't have crying or pain over what's happening. We have like a godlike perspective. Mm -hmm. Maybe, no, that maybe that's why the DVR could work, yeah. which I'm just trying to kind of yeah, talk yeah, my yeah. way into it. But, um, <laughs> could it be too, that God is just comforting you as you're watching that? Like there's a sense of just yeah, extreme maybe. comfort. Yeah. Even in the most suffering moments. There you I go. Don't know. Huh. We have God's comfort and his perspective now mm -hmm. once we're there. So, but I want like that DVR, then I can like scroll it back and then watch the part where the people are coming out of the tombs. Or and the, then or see the what's happening. Yeah. yeah and then what happens next and I'm, follow a couple of them. I'm with you all. <laughs> I'm with you completely on that, except um, I want to be VHS. <laughs> Deal. Is that God's way? VHS. VHS. Just want to rewind. Oh, went too far. Okay. Forward. Oh, no, went too far. Yeah, oh, wait, yeah. rewind. Oh, wait, too far. Ah. <laughs> I wonder if it would be like, you could just like think, blink it. You know? <laughs> I like that. Blink into existence. See this now. And you just think it's like, boom, there. Do you know what's crazy? After Jesus <laughs> rose Lazarus from the dead, he became like number one target for all the leaders to kill. They wanted to kill him. Yeah. They yeah. wanted to kill him. For doing the, the most crazy thing And, and what did you do? You had, the, Zelensky you had the audacity to be raised. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that's so, such a bum deal for him. I know. You know what's crazy too is he died again. Later. Yeah, he died I know. again. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long he lived. I know. Yeah, it's so cool to be resurrected, but you will have another suffering. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We all laugh about it. I know. <laughs> Poor Lazarus. Laz. But is he the only guy who ever died twice? No, there's like oh, like four people raised from the dead. Well, raised from the dead. Yeah, there are other yeah. people raised from the dead. Like the widow from Nain. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, there were people that didn't die. Yeah. Like Enoch, Enoch. and Elijah. Elijah. Ja. Ja. SeniorPastor.com. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's in my book. There's some <laughs> things that God did that were not very nice. Like Jeroboam and Rehoboam, <laughs> the two kings, the first kings, after, yes. you know, in the divided kingdom. You're like, really the same name? And then Elijah, Elisha, sometimes like yeah. get a little muddy. Like yeah. I mix them up a little bit sometimes. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, those are like, names I never remember. Why are there <laughs> so many? Gloss over. We've actually talked about this on the podcast. Why are there so many Marys? Oh, there's I know. lots of Marys. There's a lot of Marys. I know. like 17 Marys. I know. And Matthew 28, too. It's like Mary Magdalene and the, <laughs> and the other Mary went to blah, blah, blah. You're right. Like, well, which one, dude? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? What do you yeah. mean the other Mary? Um, and then it's like, then you have to have 45 scholars have 2,700 opinions. Right. About. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, you know, you know I meet with a small group that does like a, a supper club oh, yeah. and, uh, we're in this conversation cause there's another Tim and we, they, all of a sudden after seven years, they decide to differentiate between the two Tims. Ah. And so, uh, we're trying to figure out who's first and second Timothy <laughs> for how it second goes. Timothy, yes. I'm like, now I'm going to be second. He's Just, older. He is older. He deserves it. <laughs> He is much more accomplished like, in life, too. Your guys' little supper club is the group I want to try and get myself into. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. That's, my, that's, a pot my, of gold. that's my social jealousy. <laughs> Anything else from Resurrection? <laughs> oh, wow. Camp on that, move on, that move on was meaner than just the whole thing. No, it made me feel worse. No, it's not about you. It's about <laughs> our, our listener. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, like, yeah, it's just like this big earthquake. And then there's an angel and it says he's like face shines like lightning or whatever. And it's just like a lot right going on in the middle of that scene. So it's a wild, it's an intense scene. Why do you think they thought Jesus was the gardener? Any thoughts, speculation? Uh, was in the garden. (laughs) (laughs) That's my first thought. The gardener would have had like rough hands and his were all cut, cut up from Uh, the nails. I wonder what he was wearing. Was he he gardening? What was was he he wearing? When they found him, was he, was he gardening right there? He was might he like, gardening. I don't think he was naked. No, that's I'm, not, going no for. I'm not suggesting. <laughs> back to the back to Eden. Oh, whoa. <laughs> no, no, um, because that might have been part of the confusion. Maybe he was wearing gardening clothes. Maybe those were the only clothes laying around were the gardener clothes. He had oh. to go grab some clothes when he came out of the tomb because he was naked next yeah. to the lawnmower. These are just things yeah. I've never thought about. I, I think that I think there's something there. <laughs> Because if there's a, there's, because people think it was like an agricultural garden, not a, uh, like a flower bed garden, yeah. uh-huh. you know? Uh, and so it's like a place where they were growing food. Now it probably wasn't. Like an orchard more. Yeah. It probably wasn't as big as like, um, some sort of huge farm. The like Fre- we would think the Fresno of, ones. Yeah, yeah. Not rows. Cause it's like out right outside the city walls. Mm-hmm. So it, it was probably, but someone's garden to grow crops. And there's at least the garden tomb area. There's a couple areas that people think this could be in Israel. The garden tomb area has a wine press in the garden. So maybe mm-hmm. it included a vineyard and it also included a place where they would um, would step on the on the grapes and they would flow into there. Wow. And there was probably also, uh, I think there was also, um, what are they called? Get Shemin um, olive presses yeah. found there too. Crushing. Anyway, yeah. Huh. So anyway. Kind of interesting stuff, but so good. Yeah. So excited for this Easter week. It's kind of what Tim was starting to point towards on Sunday with all the Passover stuff. We will just like go all the way deep dive on, on that, on Maundy Thursday. Anybody know what Maundy Thursday means? I don't even remember. I forget. No, I always thought, 
Come on, Monday or Thursday? Make up your mind. Monday, Thursday. Monday, Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, <laughs> I know. I don't even remember what it means either. I've looked it up like a million times in my life. Um, but yeah, then we have Good Friday the mm-hmm. next day. Um, yeah, and then Silent Sunday. Saturday. Silent Saturday. You, Silent Saturday. Do you do anything on Silent Saturday? I don't really. Like <laughs> he used to. Yeah. Next year. Next year we'll bring back the Easter egg. Oh um, yeah, yeah, outreach. yeah. Yeah, here at Calvary. But do I personally like do anything to prepare for Easter? I meant more like like yeah, anything s- specific. I think we to... have watched The Passion at times on that Saturday, but I haven't done anything that I can remember in the last few years. But you, I'm I'm excited to to have Sunrise Service back. Yeah, that's like uh, my little pet project for a couple yeah. of years. I love Sunrise yeah. Service. I know. I was I had a Facebook memory um, that was from 2017. So I think which which is when you were doing it. Yeah. And it was at 6 a.m. Yeah, because the sunrise, yeah. it changes. I know. We were just like, 6.30 is going to get early enough. <laughs> Did you even check when the sun is rising? We yeah, yeah, we checked. But it's not only when the sun rises, but when it rises over the steeple. Yeah, you want to see it. You yeah. want to. Imp- this would be a great time to tell the best preparation for a sunrise service. Oh, man. No, the, manure, no. the manure weekend. The manure weekend. Oh, when good intentions go bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was rough. A couple years back, we decided uh, that our flower beds were looking a little peaked. And needed a little pick me up, yeah, here at Calvary. And so they, uh, the gardener said, "Oh, well, we'll we'll bring in some fertilizer." And it was chicken manure, and they brought it in like nine days before, and it was it was ripe still when Easter came around. Yeah, the was, whole campus just the smells, whole campus. Smelled you like smelled it like a block away. Yeah, like I like. Know. Good Friday, a good little girl walked out and started like retching on the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> As she should. And I was like, In no. your grief. It was so <laughs> terrible. I'm, I'm running the Easter sunrise service outside. And I just uh, took the trailer, okay. 64 bags of, of redwood mulch that smelled good. Oh, and yeah. I tried to cover it up. Bagging, like dumping it all over campus. That's right. That was amazing on that Saturday. That's a rough the day. day before oh, Easter. A rough day. The beautiful silent Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I call it all everyone and just, just crickets. Yeah. What? I can't. Wait. I can't. What? You're cutting out. Okay. So I looked at. I looked this up as Monday well. Thursday. This is why we forget this because it's kind of complex. <laughs> all right. So it is from a Latin anthem sung in Roman Catholic churches that huh. says "Mandatum Mandi Mandat Manda Mandatum Novum." Do vobis, a new commandment I give to you huh. to love one another, which is what Jesus says in John. Mandate, mandate would be a mandate. Mandate, yeah, yeah new commandment. Mandate, yeah. So mandi is about this commandment to love one another Whoa. that Jesus gives at the beginning oh, of the, cool. the Passover, Passover dinner. dinner that they were yeah. having together. So John 13. That's good. Yeah. Let's go Monday, Thursday. I know. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, good job, guys. But Latin's just not really our deal. You know, so if you lasted often, through this whole podcast, kids. you might have just learned one thing. Oh, we learned something at the end. Ooh. Not just in the core middle. Hold bit. on. <laughs> so, yeah, he, that's that's the lesson for you. Listen all the way through. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you, Great Tim. job, Tim. Great it job. It was great. Yes. And it's his first time on the podcast. I know. I, I hear you doing I the podcast from my office. My heart just a little sad. Oh, man. Walked by the closed door. My assumption was like we've had Tim <laughs> multiple on the times. podcast I multiple have, times. Yeah. 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 We'll see if we'll ever <laughs> One and done. One and done. I'll be checking my invites for for the supper club. Quiz pro Go trade trade. No, just kidding. All right. Thank you to Matt. And thank you all for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. 
Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.